1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast and radio show. Today I'm interviewing someone who has their own podcast. It's a zero waste podcast and it is called Practically Zero Waste. It's hosted by Elsbeth Callahan from Peterborough, Ontario, which is actually only about an hour and a half down the road from me. So uh, two of the top zero waste podcasts are Canadian and uh, we're very close to each other, which is very cool. So I'm excited to collaborate with Elsbeth. Her podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts pretty much. And if it wasn't for COVID, we'd certainly have met in person. But for now, we stayed in our own homes and recorded. But one day soon, hopefully we'll be collaborating much more. So I'm proud to introduce my conversation with Elsbeth Callahan, host of the Practically Zero Waste podcast. I'm just wondering if you can tell me a little bit about your show. So so you call it Practically Zero Waste, but it's also practical as well. So can you tell me a little bit about, about that word that you put in the title?
0: Sure. Yeah, I can remember just wanting to call it Practical um, Zero Waste, which it just wasn't rolling off the tongue. And the reason that I chose Practical was because already when I started this podcast in 2018, it was um, enough of a movement that it didn't really feel like I was carving out a niche for myself, um, to have, you know, zero waste, but what's my spin on it. And so what I wanted, and it was a reflection of how I felt about zero waste in my own life, was it to have it be as practical as possible, because if it wasn't practical, then I wasn't going to do it. And, uh, I know that that has evolved in my own life, um, because, you know, I make my own, uh, pasta sometimes which is not practical um in in comparison to being able to buy it bulk from the main ingredient bulk food store in peterborough when i'm picking up all of my other ingredients to make pasta like it's not a practical thing but sometimes i like to explore other stuff which is also allowed um so i had the word practical in mind and then uh i think either my husband said it or we were just trying to like think of different names um and uh he likes puns. So it was practically zero waste. So because it wasn't, uh, the focus isn't, uh, entirely on getting it down to actually zero. The focus is, you know, you're, you're mostly there. You're mostly zero waste, practically zero waste, that sort of thing. So yeah, I started in 2018 and, um, then I guess it's almost two years. What day is it? <laughs> so yeah, in July, July 1st will be two years for the podcast. That's so
1: cool that you, like, I think practically and countdown are such different words, but they kind of represent like a little bit of the same thing, yeah. I guess. How did you get interested in zero waste? Like, you, did you grow up in Peterborough? Like, tell me about that kind of like journey, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, I would say that I had a really, awesome upbringing in the woods. <laughs> I uh, grew up just outside of Peterborough in the, you know, north of a small town. So we were in the woods and it was so good. So we composted and we bought secondhand, and we went out and, you know, chopped wood to heat our house with the wood furnace and whatever. Like it was uh, just such a lovely experience but I'm sure that that's where my love of nature has come from and uh, my desire to protect nature and from there I think that my first like low waste purchase I think it was after one of my periods and I was like this is ridiculous the amount of trash that like a single person can produce in the course of five days and I was like just you know just tired of it and i heard recently in katherine kellogg's book 101 uh, ways to go zero waste that you know there's the equivalent of 10 plastic bags in a single pad um, like disposable pad and so just like thinking about plastic in that way at the time i was just like wow and that is a huge quantity of waste and so i bought a menstrual cup that was pretty fun and freaky for the first three months and then eventually I figured it out. Um, but yeah, so I've had that diva cup since 2012 and, uh, wow. it's still going strong cause they're great. And, uh, so that was my first purchase. I mean, we always used reusable bags. Um, I started like washing my recycling (laughs) in university and uh, figured out that was a thing. And uh, yeah, from there, I think I first learned about the term zero waste when I was browsing a bookstore and found Bia Johnson's book, Zero Waste Home, and was able to read that in like the course of a week and started like right away. It was like, everything must go. All the plastic in my life has to be gone. And then I was like, oh, okay, slow down. Because as much as you want everything to be really pretty, it's not like I still have this plastic bowl from the dollar store, which I just I think is the ugliest bowl, but I am not allowed to throw it away because um it's it's still usable. Yeah, and it's still usable. And I don't have to have everything be stainless steel and glass and ceramic and beautiful things. And I know that a lot of people experience that like rush of just wanting to take action um, at the start of their zero waste journey and and want to have out with the old in with the new. But uh, yeah, I am not <laughs> not any different. I definitely went through the same process of transitioning Slower than I wanted. Um, But yeah, then in 2017, we got married. 2018, uh, I was like, okay, I'll start a podcast. And then, yeah, here we are. (laughs) I feel like Toronto would be um, maybe a better, like a bigger zero waste community, but we do have just so many resources in Peterborough. And I know that that is such a lucky thing because, you know, if you get into maybe bigger cities um you think that there would be more variety but you lose a lot of um like locally owned um smaller businesses there are so many things here it's amazing there's a lot of like health food stores but a lot of the health food stores are offering tons of zero waste products so you can support someone local um And, uh, we have Peterborough green up, which has been here for ages. Um, there is an episode on my podcast that's interviewing, uh, one of the store managers for Peterborough green up. And it is both a store and a registered nonprofit and an ecology park, um, where they have a, um, like just tons of programming about educating people on um, the environment and caring for the environment, making stewards of the environment, um, and uh, really amazing work happening there. Um, I would say that we don't have like a a zero waste meetup um, community yet. Uh, That was really in the works, um, right before COVID-19, of course, everything like, we're just like, oh, there's a pandemic. So like, what was me? All of my plans are over. Um, but (laughs) obviously this will pass. There's bigger things at stake, but, uh, yeah, there is such a green community. I would say there's tons of people doing community gardens. There's people working with the Ecology Park in Peterborough Green Up, um, and, uh, removing sections of, um, pavement they're doing a depave paradise project um, where they're removing parts of um unused parts of parking lots or dead-end streets or whatever tearing up excuse me tearing up all of the um asphalt and planting native plants and having it drained so that all the rainwater can can return into the ground oh, instead of the sewers like there's so many cool things yeah. happening in peterborough <laughs> that's amazing yeah there's a there's
1: a little youtube video so if you go like groundwater song. It's like these two groundhogs or something and they're like <laughs> groundwater, groundwater nah, 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 and they like sing this song but my kid loves it and he was always watching it and it's totally the same thing. Like it explains that when you pave over the ground, like water can't replenish itself to the groundwater and so it's not a good thing, right? <laughs> so, I'm gonna look that up. Uh, I would think that maybe Peterbull you'd see it too because Belleville is developing like crazy. Like we have... Yeah. Yeah oceans of new housing developments going out and it's all going out on farmland
0: oh my gosh like what are they doing why don't they just build apartment buildings <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah, yeah it's tough build because up, not out.
1: <laughs> yeah build up not out build up not out i always say that and uh i'm just concerned that like once our farmland is gone it's gone because you get to the canadian shield and You can't farm the Canadian shield. It's all rock, right?
0: Yeah, they had to blast their way through it to make roads. They're not going to be able to make farmland.
1: Right. And then you get further north in our Canadian history, and then you get into Muskeg. And if you don't know what that is, it's like swampy stuff you sink in. Like it's, it's like a Canadian version of like quicksand, but like bogs and stuff. I don't know. And yeah, so I'm, I'm very concerned about that area because I know you guys have the 407. Is the 407 extending out to Peterborough? I'm not sure if it's going that far.
0: So yeah, the 407, uh, it's a toll highway that passes through the GTA area. It does not yet reach peterborough but it's getting closer and um once this bigger highway that is just you know a super highway coming from larger cities people are like oh well i can live in peterborough and have like a two-hour commute to work each day and that's that's no big deal that's great and so yeah peterborough's expanding already and it's sad
1: Yeah, and then Belleville's getting like the whiplash of that too, because our real estate's going up very much. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's it's crazy how much development's going on. So Canada's being very uh very developed at the moment. So yeah, it's an interesting process to watch. Um it
0: would be fun if they were doing it sustainably and smartly.
1: I just worry that the like once a farmland is gone, it's gone. So you're yeah. not gonna get it back if there's like houses on it. I just kind of worry, like, where are we going to get our food if we don't grow it ourselves? So are we going to get it from
0: other countries?
1: Yeah. But then there's a huge carbon footprint associated with that, whether it comes in from dirty bunker fuel with giant tanker ships that are bringing it in or whether it comes from, you know, trucks from South America or whatever. Like, it's it's a big deal. Um, So what's what's it like with like? Like, do you feel like you've built a zero-waste community at all with your show? Like, I I just feel like there's so many good people that I surround myself with on my show. Like, do you get that sense?
0: It's amazing the the virtual community that has been built. I would say that (laughs) Instagram has been a really fun tool for me to meet people um, who all just... It's like a cocktail party where everybody cares about the planet. Like, the people that I follow and who are following me on that platform is they're all into it and and it's great and they're all at different levels and and inspiring each other with different things and you know a lot of it can be the same where we're like hey today i made a or a lemon infused vinegar and i'm using it as a cleaning spray sure who hasn't done that but it's also nice to see and you're like oh yeah i have that sitting in my cupboard i should i should clean something <laughs> and it'll smell lemony fresh so it's been a really positive experience and i I can't wait till the pandemic is over because I just, I want to be able to bring that to the community. Not that I need like a hundred friends, um, that I keep in contact with regularly. Not that that's what's happening on Instagram either, but it's just this, this idea of all of the inspiration and meetups that we could have and community building and, and hey, everybody, we're all gonna um, show up and help with the depave project over in this part of town today. Or, um, you know, we're gonna do a meetup in the park and everybody bring two items of clothing and we'll do a big swap or something. And like, you know, ideas like that, do a big vegan potluck somewhere. Things things that we could do in person physically (laughs) i feel like everybody's going to really be craving that after all this is over um and so it'll be maybe a good time to jump on the uh zero waste community in-person train (laughs) yeah uh
1: yeah so instagram is a good place because i love to put the photos of the people that are on my show um, because i'm kind of like you like i i feel like i'm becoming an expert in this because of the experts that I talk to. Yes,
0: exactly. I've just absorbed everybody's Oh, yeah. information and yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, so I just I I really love the people that come on my show and I I just I want to promote them as much as I can because a lot of them are just doing such hard work and they're just doing amazing things and they figured it out and so I try to use Instagram kind of for that just to to uh to get those people out there. Um mm-hmm. The message is the important part and like I really from the bottom of my heart feel like I want the people that come on my show to be promoted and yeah, celebrated
0: like, yeah, yeah. too I wish for their sake I had a bigger platform
1: (laughs) right yeah and again yeah and I I feel like the same vibes are coming off of you like you're not here to be like look at me and I want you know 50,000 Instagram followers like I do not care how many people people follow me on Instagram except for when I like reach out to people I'm like I don't have that much so like I don't know what you're gonna think about me but like yeah there's been some some great people on both of our shows on both of our shows and and yeah we've had this some of the same people which is great and we're so close I didn't realize until today that you were from Peterborough and that is just fantastic
0: I didn't know that you were yeah that's fun
1: well I think communication is the number one thing we can do right now because nobody seems to know that producing like a bag of garbage a day and I don't mean like a big green garbage bag I mean just like a grocery store bag like if you think about a normal person's diet you know breakfast lunch dinner, coffee maybe a snack or something uh, or whatever this, it it's like a, I would say it's near there for a lot of people. And that's like, in, that's pretty crazy. So if we can just be like, Hey,
0: yeah. Yeah. Slow down guys. Yeah. I love, I love knit. no matter who you talk to the first step um, for going zero waste is uh, or even like becoming an environmental activist in a really like tangible way often is a trash audit. And so you go through your trash and see what you're throwing out because it's only when you can quantify um, what is in your trash uh, so that you know uh, what to stop bringing into your home or find alternatives for or reduce your consumption of. And, you know, you can't fight what you don't know. And so. Yeah. You have a son? Yeah. Yeah. He is a year and a half. Oh my gosh, he's so little. Did you do like cloth, cloth diapering and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, me too. It was great. It worked so well. I was surprised actually. It was, it was nice. I liked it. <laughs> oh,
0: fun. That's good. How old are your, is your kid? How are your kids? So
1: I have one and he just turned nine this week. Yeah. It, we didn't have much of a party because of COVID. So it was, it was crazy um, to not have a party, but less work for me, I guess. And then it's always hard to do the zero waste kids parties because I think kids expect certain things. I do food art instead. So I take (laughs) watermelons and turn them into spiders and do...
0: (laughs) I can't even picture what that would be. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's like asparagus for legs. And then I hollow them out and put grapes in them and like do all these like weird things. And the kids love it. They surround... And they pick all the eyes off and, you know, it's just so (laughs) funny seeing them like it. So I feel better doing that than giving them like the traditional, you know, like hot dogs and hamburgers or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sweet. That's great.
1: Instead of balloons, we use like a giant toy on the mailbox. So that's helpful as Uh, well. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, That's a lot of good ideas. Candy. Just put candy from the bulk barn.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah. Bulk barn's awesome. And you know what? because of COVID, I'm missing Bulk Barn so much. Are you still going to Bulk Barn? Like, did you opt for
0: the plastic bags or are you just... I go to a a local shop, but it's the same thing. And I get like a month's worth of whatever stuff I would need, whatever I'm out of. And then the number of plastic bags and twist ties like what the hell am i supposed to do with all of these twist ties (laughs) that like can't be reused because they were used during covid pandemic so like they they won't take them back or i don't know like i haven't asked but i still feel like grumpy about it i love the main ingredient i am very excited for the day that i don't have to put up with all that plastic bags anymore because I still have to wash them, to wash out the cinnamon and the sugar and the nutritional yeast, whatever I'm buying. And then I have to, like, dry them and recycle them. And it just, I would rather not. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: super frustrating. It's a weird time for zero waste. Like, I feel like we we're gathering so much momentum. And then this hit. And even though the virus lives on plastic, as long as everything else pretty much is is what I've read, People are are putting their trust in plastics, So it's a bit of a (laughs) downtime for us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. I mean, yeah, I feel like everybody who was hardcore before COVID-19 is just like waiting for the moment that they can go back to all of their reusables and everybody who was kind of on the fence about it isn't really like, you know, maybe they're learning a little bit more in all of this downtime, but maybe they're also just going to get their epiphany moment months from now when all this is over and be like wow that was a lot of garbage i created what if i could do it differently (laughs) sometimes you get in so far and lots of our listeners are going to know this they've been with us from the beginning if you're living zero waste you forget what it's like to not be zero waste or low waste whatever you are um and uh just to have that bag of plastic bags from the bulk store Sure, maybe it's probably still less waste than um, if I were to buy that much pasta and flour and and whatever all of those things would still come in packaging from the grocery store. But in this case, I chose to like try and support a a local business um, rather than a big chain grocery store. And so that's why I'm still getting all of my bulk stuff in plastic bags, even though lots of plastic bags on my hands now.
1: Are you saying you don't shop at Bulk Barn? Like, is there another... Store? Yeah,
0: I have a local. I have a local bulk food store called The Main Ingredient, and it's awesome. It's oh, so good. It fantastic. has all the things. I mean, almost all the things that Bulk Barn has.
1: But I so respect Bulk Barn for taking that giant leap of saying, yeah. "Okay, you can bring your own containers." I, mm-hmm. I really like that. But yeah, if you can, if there's local shops, that's amazing.
0: I I like to consider myself not an authority on zero waste. But that like all of the different people that I speak to bring some sort of knowledge about zero waste living or low waste living to the table and then people can just pick and choose and learn all that they want to know. I appreciate your more science topics. It's a funny way of saying it um, because I feel like I hover more towards um, people doing little DIYs or like little projects like that.
1: I actually think I'm becoming an expert on zero waste, but it's not because of me. It's because of the amazing guests I've had on the show, because they're all so incredible. And like, if you can figure out in a capitalist system, how to make a business, make money, pay people, provide jobs, and do it sustainably in some sort of circular economy, like, hats off to you.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I really look out for those people. And I'm like, okay, you are taking the system we have, and you are killing it. Like, you're doing such a great job. And like, and I want people to get inspired by these people, because I'm inspired by them. And I want people to listen to the podcast and think, okay, i I'm, I would like to start a business and I would like to have a sustainable and I just want to give people ideas to like go forward in the system that we have and try and, and do sustainable things. So you have like the business aspect of like the big scale, but then you have the little aspect of like, you have to do this in your own home and your own life. And if you don't do it in your own home and home life, like why would you support businesses who are doing it? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much easier to have control in your own world, in your own domain. Mm You're king or queen of your household in most cases, Mm -hmm. um, or at least of like quite a bit of what you're bringing into the home. Even if you're a teenager living with your parents still, or any aged person living with your parents still, like you may not feel like you have a lot of control over what's coming into the house and stuff, but like for the most part, a house or your possessions or your beauty routine or your shopping habits and stuff, everything um, that you have control over, you can adjust so that it is done sustainably and, you know, not expensive or not impractical or not inconvenient. Like you can find the way. And that's kind of what the skinny little trail I'm trying to carve out for people is this like practical side of how to do this.
1: (laughs) That's so awesome. And yeah, you're right. You can you can be this person living in like a five person household where everybody is drinking, you know, multiple bottles of sugary drinks a day and everything is out of garbage. And you know, and Mm -hmm. you you can be the sustainable one in that household, you know, and you're making a big difference.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Nobody likes to be made to feel guilty or uncomfortable or out of their Mm -hmm. depth and so yeah it's nice to try and make it approachable
1: absolutely and there's a big cultural part of it too like if your grandma gave you yogurt cups growing up you know like when you tell people ew yogurt cups are so bad because they're single-use plastic you know (laughs) then that person is like my grandma and like my wonderful times with my grandma like that's
0: (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly you never know where someone's coming from (laughs) important to to be able to just gently introduce all of these topics to not just uh well if I if I use my grocery bags in front of my roommates enough times then they'll get it but like you know to also have these conversations and and gently encourage people to to question things and, and to do better yeah
1: totally <laughs> yeah yeah communication no, nothing
0: anybody's grandma
1: <laughs> but I you know people just get intimately offended uh, yeah. <laughs> when you tell them not to do things that they're so used to doing. And then you yeah, risk, you risk the risk of like a backlash, right? Like, cause mm-hmm. I, I see this a lot in my area. Like, I've seen people say, I'm just gonna buy a box of straws and throw them in the ocean cause I don't care. And I'm just like, oh my yeah, God. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> like, okay, um, like
1: you have the right to do that, but like, what? <laughs> like,
0: how so. would you do that? Uh, I think that it was by the time I was beginning this kind of zero waste path, it was after I was married and I was would have been the only one like in the household at the time living a lower waste lifestyle intentionally. And so then because of that, I didn't want to have to like, you're like, well, did I create this whole cheese wrappers oh worth gosh. of garbage or do I just cut it in half and put that in my <laughs> trash jar? Like, is that just that's ridiculous um, as a way of quantifying garbage? Instead, mm-hmm. it was like, how much can we reduce together? And really, my goal was just like, I don't want to have to put the trash out every week. And so we probably put it out like once a month um, or something. But like, it's not... Too important to me to to be able to say, look how tiny my amount of of garbage is.
1: A hundred percent.
0: But it's also a, a good healthy reminder that you don't you don't have to do that. But anything you can do, do it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Have you found any answers, like um, in all of your interviews, um, looking further upstream into the actual production process of, like, because you've talked with Procter and Gamble, you've talked with tons of different companies. Um, have any of them had plans for reducing waste
1: absolutely before
0: it even gets to the consumer?
1: Yeah. So like Procter and Gamble, like they have a diaper and they've reduced it by like seventy five percent. So you have this diaper back in the nineties or eighties that was like huge and bulky and like you see, you know, you see pictures of babies and they have this giant butt because they have a huge diaper for To be absorbent, so what Procter and Gamble has done is they've reduced it, you know, down to twenty five percent of that. So they've done like a lot of like research and development to like make the diapers much more efficient with much less plastic, which is good. And then, I mean, obviously, when it comes to coffee shops, like just bring your own mug, and coffee shops are so hesitant to to stop the to go mugs. Um, But there's one, oh gosh, what is it? There's one in the UK that's doing it where they just came out and they're like, okay no more to go cups. I was really happy about that. And, uh, if, if Starbucks and Tim Hortons and stuff, if they just introduced to their staff, the question for here to go, Mm -hmm. it would make a huge difference Mm -hmm. because so many people sit into those coffee shops for like socializing and they're all drinking out of the to go mugs. So if you just ask that question, I think you would save like, you know, just in North America, probably millions of garbage cups, uh, per year. So I think that there's like little tiny, tiny behavioral shifts that actually won't affect your bottom line. Well, that'll actually save Starbucks money, um, depending on their water bill for washing uh, yeah. it. Having a a returnable scheme or something to do with your product when you're done with it, I think is super key. Yeah. I think there are lots of of solutions for companies, but it's not all about the companies. And like, if companies have to take too big of a loss, They'll go out of business.
0: <laughs> so guess, yeah, that's a good
1: point. <laughs> so as consumers, we have to really support the businesses who are trying. Yeah, yeah, and and really support them and build community around them, and uh, I think that'll help a lot.
0: That's great. Yeah, I appreciate that because it, it's this constant conversation of like. Oh, is it all on the consumer's responsibility or is it all the company's responsibility or is it all the politician's responsibility to make like climate change stop? But it's everybody's responsibility. Everybody has to bloody kick in and do something so that like, yeah. so shopping responsibly and making sure that you are voting with your money.
1: Yeah. And. I just want to Good say, Elsbeth, it was very nice talking to you and this is so wonderful and I'm so glad we're like on the same page and doing the same things and we're both doing podcasts and it's just like so great to collaborate and finally talk to you and it's, it's been wonderful. So thank yeah. you.
0: Thank you so much for having me on. I love this. This is great. That was Elsbeth
1: Callahan. She hosts another zero waste show called the Practically Zero Waste Podcast. She's from just down the road in Peterborough. Change starts now. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast.